Slava Isis Christus, Slava Navika, glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. This is Father Basil doing another podcast. And this continuing during this Lenten season to talk about those Old and New Testament people and their relationship with Christ, the relationship to God, and their influence on our church today so i want to talk about the first martyr of our church and i'm not sure if everyone knows that the first martyr of our church was saint stephen so saint stephen was one of the deacons um, that was chosen to um uh help those uh, apostles to to spread the the gospel message to people. Uh, The apostles couldn't do everything by themselves, just like the priests and bishops can't do everything by themselves today. We need people to use their God-given skills, to to use their um, talents, to help one another in this world. So Stephen, this comes from the Acts of the Apostles, and this is how Stephen was chosen. So the 12 apostles called the whole group of followers together and said, we should not give up preaching God's message in order to serve at tables. My friend, choose seven men who are respected and wise and filled with God's spirit. We will put them in charge of these things. We can spend our time praying and serving God by preaching. This suggestion pleased everyone, and they began by choosing Stephen. He had great faith and was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they chose other um, uh, disciples or deacons after them as well. So uh, Stephen was the first of the deacons. So after that, Stephen got arrested. And this is the story. God gave Stephen the power to work great miracles and wonders among the people. But some men from Serene and Alexandria were members of a group who called themselves free men. They started arguing with Stephen. Some others from Cilicia and Asia also argued with him. But they were no match for Stephen, who spoke with the great wisdom that the Spirit gave him. So they talked some men into saying, We heard Stephen say terrible things against Moses and God. They turned the people and their leaders against the teachers of the law of Moses against Stephen. Then they all grabbed Stephen and dragged him in front of the council. Some men agreed to tell lies about Stephen and they said, This man keeps on saying terrible things about this holy temple and the law of Moses. We have heard him claim that Jesus from Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses gave us. Then all the council members stared at Stephen. They saw that his face looked like the face of an angel. So um, what happens after this is quite lengthy. Stephen's speech, one of the greatest speeches ever in the New Testament. And I'm going to read parts of this speech because to read all of it would take too long. The high priest asked Stephen, 
Are they telling the truth about you? Stephen answered, Friends, listen to me. Our glorious God appeared to our ancestor Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia. Before he had moved to Haran, God told him, Leave your country and your relatives and go to a land that I will show you. Then Abraham left the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. After his father died, Abraham came and settled in this land where you now live. God didn't give him any part of it, not even a square foot. But God did promise to give it to him and to his family forever, even though Abraham didn't have any children. God said that Abraham's descendants would live for a while in a foreign land. There they would be slaves and would be mistreated 400 years. But he also said, I will punish the nation that makes them slaves. Then later they will come and worship me in this place. Joseph was also one of our famous ancestors. His brothers were jealous of him and sold him as a slave to be taken to Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. God made him so wise that the Egyptian king thought highly of him. The king even made Joseph governor over Egypt and put him in charge of everything he owned. Finally, the time came to God to do what he had promised Abraham. By then, the number of our people in Egypt had greatly increased. Another king was ruling Egypt, and he didn't know anything about Joseph. He tricked their ancestors and was cruel to them. He even made them leave their babies outside so they would die. During this time, Moses was born. He was a very beautiful child, and for three months, his parents took care of him at their home. Then they were forced to leave him outside. The king's daughters found him and raised him as their own son. Moses was given the best education in Egypt. He was a strong man and a powerful speaker. When Moses was 40 years old, he wanted to help the Israelites because they were his own people. One day he saw an Egyptian mistreating one of them, so he rescued the man and killed the Egyptian. Moses thought the rest of his people would realize that God was going to use him to set him free, but they didn't understand. The next day, Moses saw two of his own people fighting each other to make them stop. He said, men, you are both Israelites. Why are you so cruel to each other? But the man who had started the fight pushed Moses aside and asked, who made you our ruler and judge? Are you going to kill me just as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard this, he ran away to live in the country of Midian. His two sons were born there. Forty years later, an angel appeared to Moses from a burning bush in the desert near Mount Sinai. Moses was surprised by what he saw. He went closer to get a better look, and the Lord said, I am the God who is worshipped by your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses started shaking all over and didn't dare to look at the bush. The Lord said to him, Take off your sandals. The place where you are standing is holy. With my own eyes I have seen the suffering of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groans and have now come down to rescue them. Now I am sending you back to Egypt. This was the same Moses that the people rejected by saying, Who made you our leader and judge? God's angel had spoken to Moses from the bush, and God had even sent the angel to help Moses rescue the people and to be their leader. In Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the desert, Moses rescued the people by working miracles and wonders for 40 years. Moses is the one who told the people of Israel, 
God will choose one of your people to be a prophet, just as he's chose me. Moses brought our people together in the desert, and the angel spoke to him on Mount Sinai. There he was given these life-giving words to pass on to us, but our ancestors refused to obey, obey Moses. They rejected them and wanted to go back to Egypt. But the Most High God doesn't live in houses made by humans. It is just as the prophet said when he spoke for the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, In what place will I rest? I have made everything. You stubborn and hard-headed people, you are always fighting against the Holy Spirit, just as your ancestors did. Is there one prophet that your ancestors didn't mistreat? mistreat? They killed the prophets who told about the coming of the one who obeys God, and now you have turned against him and killed him. Angels gave you God's law, but you still don't obey it. When the council members heard Stephen's speech, they were angry and furious. But Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit. He looked toward heaven where he saw our glorious God and Jesus standing on his right side. Then Stephen said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right side of God. The council members shouted and covered their ears. At once they all attacked Stephen and dragged him out of the city. Then they started throwing stones at him. The men who had brought charges against him put their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. As Stephen was being stoned to death, he called out, Lord Jesus, please welcome me. He knelt down and shouted, Lord, don't blame them for what they have done. Then he died. Saul proved the stoning of the Stephen. Some faithful followers of the Lord buried Stephen and mourned very much for him. So, Stephen being the first martyr of the, of the church, the first person who died for the faith of Jesus Christ, who was stoned by uh, the, the Jewish people who did not want to follow the teachings of Christ, who did not want to change from the religion that they were taught, the Jewish faith, who... Um, you know, and, and it's interesting that Saul, at the end of the story there, you heard that Saul, who is, of course, we know as Paul, the Apostle Paul, was there and was witnessing to the stoning of Stephen, even though he didn't actually throw a stone at Stephen. He wasn't actually part of the death. He was a witness to it. And, and Paul, of course, became... As we know, he repented of his sins, he converted, and he became the greatest, one of the greatest disciples ever in our church. So it's interesting how this stoning of St. Stephen, this stoning of the first martyr, influenced Paul as well. And it, it took a few you know, years after before Paul became a Christian, Paul became a member of the church, but, you know, it's interesting how these two uh, people were together at that time, 
and Paul was a persecutor of Christians. He wanted Christians to die. He wanted Christians to be destroyed, and he became the greatest Christian himself. But back to um, Stephen, you know, that speech that I just read to you, you know, I didn't read the whole speech because it was very long, but I read most of it to, to give you an example of how the Jewish people, you know, were stubborn. We're, we're not um, always listening to God. And what happened to them when they didn't listen to God is they always had catastrophe happen to them. Whenever we don't listen to God, something bad usually happens to us, right? So because of their, their <laughs> not listening to God, because of their being, um, being uh, uh, not obedient to God, you know, they, you know, eventually had to be in slavery in Egypt and they eventually, you know, were um, taken to Babylon and that wasn't mentioned by Stephen's speech, but many things happened in, in the Jewish history because of their disobedience. And at the end when he said, you know, you stubborn and hard-headed people, you are always fighting against the Holy Spirit just as your ancestors did. They killed the prophets who told about the coming of the one who obeys God, and now you have turned against him and killed him. Well, that was Stephen basically, you know, called the murderers who they were, and they were. You know, they murdered Jesus, and then they eventually murdered uh, Stephen himself. So, um, Stephen spoke with a lot of courage. Stephen spoke with a lot of faith, with a lot of um, just not being afraid of what was going to happen to him. He was like a lot like John the Baptist in that way. You remember the story of John the Baptist, who also spoke against King Herod for marrying his, you know, his brother's wife who basically, you know, took his wife away from, uh, took his sis uh, sister-in-law away from his brother and married her. And, you know, uh, St. John the Baptist said that this is, this is evil, this is, this is sinful. And, and uh, eventually he was killed because of that as well. And, you know, we, we in our day and age, we are so scared to talk about the truth. We are so afraid to offend people, you know. We are so afraid to say something that's going to offend someone else. But we can't be afraid. We have to speak the truth constantly. We have to speak the truth of what God wants us to say. And when we do that, when we speak the truth of the faith of Christ, we will be rewarded in the end. You know, we're going to have hard times on this earth. Jesus told us many times that those who are true to him, those who are respectful of him, those who follow the truth, they're going to suffer. So 
we can expect suffering. We can expect hardships in life. We can expect many temptations that we have to overcome because this is what God has, you know, prepared us for. But, you know, like Stephen, like John the Baptist, like those other martyrs of the faith, those people who died for the faith, we have to remember that, you know, when we speak the truth, when we speak the truth about God, when we speak the truth about what God wants us to do, we, we, we will be rewarded in the end. Again, even if, some, if we have to die for our faith, even if we have to suffer greatly, all that suffering is not, is not going to be eternal. All that suffering is not going to last forever. What is going to last forever is our soul with Christ. That's what's going to last forever. So don't be afraid to say the truth. Yes, people might say, well, who are you? Just like in this reading, it's so many times they said, no, uh, they, they said, who are you to, to talk to us like that? You know, who are you? You think that you're better than us. But no, it's not that we're being better than people. It's not that we are being, you know, uh, arrogant and saying that we are more holier than anyone else. We're not. We're all sinners. We're all great sinners. But we have to remember that, um, that when we speak the word of God, when we speak the truth, good things will happen to us for our souls. Maybe not in this life. We might suffer greatly. But good things are going to happen to our souls in the eternal kingdom of heaven. So let us remember that as we continue to pray throughout the day. God bless you.